Hello and welcome. My name is Pastor Shane Britt, and it is such an honor to have you join our podcast today. I pray that you will find something uplifting and encouraging in the word you are about to hear. Also, please feel free to connect with us via Facebook, YouTube, and Instagram. I'm so excited about what you're about to hear. Let's dive right into the Word of God. Today. So, uh, thank you today for coming. We're going to be studying on three parables. Uh, if when I go to reading the, them, you, you say, well, you, we've heard that over and over again. But I feel like that there's something about this that we haven't covered. And so, that's what I want to go into Matthew, the 13th chapter, and we will go down to the 18th verse, and I want to read this, and then I'm going to change my lesson text, title, uh, title of my lesson is So Shall It Be, but I, I want to change it, and so, okay, hear ye therefore the parable of the sower. When anyone heareth the word of the kingdom and understandeth it not, then cometh the wicked one and catcheth away that which was sown in his heart. This is he which received the seed by the wayside. But he that received the seed into the stony places, same as he which heareth the word, and anon with joy receiveth it. Yet hath he not root in himself, but dureth for a while, for that tribulation or persecution ariseth because of the word. By and by he is offended. He also that receive the seed among the thorn is he that heareth the word and the cares of this world and deceivableness of riches choke the word and he becometh unfruitful. But he that received the good seed uh, uh, into the good ground is he that heareth the word and understandeth it not, which also beareth fruit and bringeth forth some a hundredfold and some a sixty and some thirty. Then we go down then to the next parable, the twenty-fourth. 1324, and a, on another parable he put forth unto them, saying, The kingdom of heaven is like unto a man which soweth good seed in his field. But while men slept, his enemy came, and so tares among the wheat, and went his way. But when the blade was sprung up and brought forth fruit, then appeared the tares also. So the servants of the householder came and said to him, Sir, did thou notice uh, uh, so good seed in the field? From whence then hath it tares? He said to them, An enemy hath done this. The servants said to him, Wilt thou then that we go gather them up? But he said, Nay, lest while ye... Gather up the tares, your root, this wheat also. Let both grow together unto the harvest. And in the time of the harvest, I will say to the reapers, Gather ye together first the tares, 
bind them in bundles to burn them, but gather the wheat into my barn. Another parable is spake to them, saying, The kingdom of heaven is like unto a grain of mustard seed, which a man took and sowed it in his field, which indeed is the least of all seeds. But when it grown, is grown, it is the greatest among all, all herbs, and becometh a tree, so that the birds of the air come and lodge, and the branches are off. So tonight, today, I want to subtitle this the tale of three seeds. This is what the Lord gave me. I've been o- overlooking this all the times that I've read it, the tale of three seeds. Now, in the first parable, the enemy was trying to hinder. But really, the story of the, it's the ground. And, and three, three-fourths of the seed, the ground would not receive it because it was not fallow ground. Now, there's a lesson to be learned here, and I will, in this story, I want to tell you. This, the ground was not ready to receive it. In the, in, the, in the next parable is mostly where I'm going to. I was, I was, as I was studying, I said, wait, there are two seeds here. First one has one seed, but the second one has two seeds. The Lord sowed one of them, and the devil sowed the other one. They're all in the same field. And I began to whoa, 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 whoa. There are two seeds. And there, therefore, in Galatians chapter 1 and verse number 6, Paul, he made a statement. And if I can read that for you in just, in, for just a moment here. And uh, in, in Galatians chapter chapter 1 and verse 6. I marvel that you are so removed from him that calls you into the grace of the Christ unto another gospel, which is really not another, but there be some that trouble you and would pervert the gospel of Christ. But though we are an angel from heaven preach any other gospel unto you than which we have preached to you, let him be accursed. And again, uh, he said, if any man preach any other gospel unto you, then what you have received, let him be accursed. Now, Paul said there were two gospels, another gospel and the gospel he preached. In the parable of the tares and wheat, there were two seeds, two, two gospels. And so I began study on this, there has to be something behind this. So uh, I went on the internet, began to, sh- to check, and so something strange happened. Every time I would go to, to type in seeds, and I want to know all about these, my internet would lock up. I had to get someone to come in and lock it. And I began to study the seed. There's something about changing the seed. 
It had to be something was changing from one gospel to another. What was causing the seed to change? And as I begin to check and study hours on this, there is something. It's called the the MOC. What is that? I mean the GOC. It is a genetic modified. They say 90% of all seeds today has been modified. Now watch it now. How do you modify a seed? You take the original seed, and then you take the DNA from two other seeds, and then you bring it over, and you insert it and make another seed. Now, they gave forth an example, and they said the original apple. Now, you've got to go way back to find this out. When the apple becomes a harvest, you, you, you pick the apple, you take it in, but with about two weeks, it starts wilting. And little brown spots will become on it, and when you cut it, little worms are in it. So this was not good. They had to modify that seed, and as they modify the seed now, the apple will not wilt. Number two, and a worm will not even eat it. Another example, and I said, "What? Well, that's good. An original orange tree, when the original orange tree would only produce about 100 to 150 oranges. But by them destroying hundreds and hundreds of orchards in order to build houses, they had to do something. So they modified the seed. And now an orange tree will produce up to a thousand oranges. I said, Well, that, that's good. <laughs> now, you all know this the watermelons today, you can buy them all sizes. Buy them from a, a volleyball size on up, all different sizes. They got the red meeting, the dark orange meeting, and the yellow meeting. Each one of them has a different flavor, this modified seed. And I, I began thinking, wait a minute, something about the pulse they were changing the gospel I preached into another. I want to know, and so I began to check and study. After all this time, I, I found an article said the modified gospel. So I wanted to check this out. And so as I began, and they, they gave also an illustration of a modified gospel. One radio TV preacher made a statement to all of the thousands that were listening to him. He said, once you are saved and you accept Jesus in your heart, 
You can sin and do anything you want to do. Hmm. Because when you meet God and he's judging you, he doesn't see the sin in your heart. He sees Jesus in your heart. And this means the writing, he said, you know that's modified. Because if you've got sin in your, in your heart, you've got the devil in your heart. You don't have Jesus. Another illustration he gave, another TV preacher was preaching, and he said, while I was in my prayer room praying, the Lord called me up into glory. And God said to me, son, the reason I brought you here, I want you to pray for my son, Jesus. Jesus is feared discouraged. He's having a bad day. And I have prayed for him. And God was saying, I prayed for him. And he's not doing any good. And I know how you can lay hands on people. <laughs> you, you know where I'm going. And so he said, would you please pray for him? And he said, I went over and I laid my hands on him and I prayed for him. And so he, he was all right. And he, you know that's a modified gospel because you are acting like you gave him greater than, than God himself. So, <laughs> modified gospel. Is that the gospel we're hearing today? Now, there's, they, both of these seeds were sown in the same field. Same field. One of them was, uh, uh, they called it a tear. Tear. But they did not recognize it as a tear because it grew up with the wheat and, and they all recognized it, it. There was no change at all. It didn't even look like a different seed until Hmm. Verse 26, when the blade was sprung up and brought forth fruit, then, then is when they knew it was a tire. They all it, it grew up together. Both seeds grew up together. They looked just alike. They all became friends. Everybody was all in the same church together, in the same field together, and it still looked just like the original seed. But until time to produce, they did not bear fruit. Now, what I'm about to say is going to be, you might receive it and you might not. This is just an opinion, but it's a good opinion because I'm one saying it. When this when this war broke out, I I, I got to studying and I thought something about this. I read something about this, so I want to know what's going on because I. 
And as I began to study on this, I remember year, about two years ago, I was listening to, to uh, one of the, the uh, Brother Ken radio. <coughs> I don't know. Some of you know him. Some of you don't. He used to pastor in Birmingham about 25, 30 years ago. I have preached for him. He has preached for us. But now he has a, a prophecy ministry. And I was listening to him, and I, I, I didn't receive what he said then. It was in 2021. The Pope, had he had written an article, and this was a, and so he carried it before the United Nations. And they signed it with 183 different countries. It was a peace plan and a climate change. And Brother Reggio, he said, I studied, he, stood, he said, could this be, watch it, could this be the covenant in Daniel 9, 27? And he said, we won't know for sure until just a few years down the road. He said, there will be a sword. And so he gave, and I couldn't find it in here, but he gave all kinds. He said, there, there will be a, something that will happen to Israel that will cause them to go into war and bring the times of trouble upon them. And in this war, they will then later on begin to build the temple, the man of sin. Well, this was new to me. I, I want to hear what are you saying. It don't make sense. And as I was, I remember Matthew 24. Jesus said, this, all these things, right? it will not happen. Let me read that. Chapter 24. That day and that hour, no, no, that's not what I'm talking about. Uh, then I send to you this generation that all this has happened to, they will not pass till all things have been fulfilled. Still studying. I want to go online. And I found a, a rabbi in the Hebrew rabbi, and he was answering this question. And if I can find it here, he said it in Psalms chapter 90, verse number 10. It states that a generation is from 70 to 80 years. We know that Israel was reborn in 1948, and Jesus said that generation that sees the rebirth of the fig tree will not pass away till all these things come. He said, now, 1948, 
for 80 years will take us to the end of 2028 or either it could go over a little bit into 2029. I begin to ask myself a question. If this is true, if we don't have but five years left till all the revelations and everything is all accomplished, what manner of man must I be if these things are, are, are that close to coming to pass? Now, all this is just questions in my mind. I'm still studying. I, I mean, I, I, I have no idea. Have we received the wrong seed? Or are we of the original seed? I think it's time to take an inventory and begin to go back to the original where it was all born and all started. I begin to judge myself. I started going back. Not only should I look at how it all began, I need to read all the rest of the book and find out what all the churches were taught. I must not have any acquaintance whatsoever with the second seed. Because that second seed had been modified and other things had been put into that one seed. <laughs> and so, I begin to, and Paul said in Romans chapter 12, verse 1, I beseech you, therefore, brother, by the mercies of God, that you present your body a living sacrifice. Now, when I read that, I thought, whoa, 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 a sacrifice. The next thing that Israel would do is make the red heifer sacrifice. But when they brought them in, I remember, they brought the rabbi out, and he had a big, large magnifying glass. And he was, and he was going over this red heifer, and, and the caption understood he's looking for a white hair. One white hair would have rejected it. A black hair or an off-colored hair. You mean to tell me that, why don't you pull the white hair out? That was in my mind. But that one white hair would have rejected the sacrifice. Present your body a living sacrifice. And when you do, it must be holy or he will not accept it. Woo, hallelujah. I feel the preacher man. <laughs> now, <laughs> the, the tale of three seeds. I hadn't get to the third one, but okay, right now. We must make sure the original is not affected by the modified. In Galatians, it was. Paul says, now you all received the gospel, but now then 
you have been acquainted now and touched by the, the other seed. Another gospel, which is really not a gospel, but y'all call it a gospel. And I'm saying to all of you today, it is very easy because the modified seed makes things better in the eyes of men. I can do this. I don't see nothing wrong with this. I, I, I can do this. Yeah. And so I just read just a few minutes ago, I was on the, I was on the, the Internet, and someone made a statement. He said, can you prove I had to be baptized in Jesus' name to go to hell? And it's, he began to quote all these things about other things. And so, in other words, I want to bypass something. I don't want to do this. Now, the reason, now watch this now. The reason, the first parable, three-fourths of them, the ground did not receive it because it was not prepared. The Internet says this, 90%, hmm, of all religions does not require you to are you ready for this? Ninety percent does not require you to repent. All you do is just accept the Lord as your personal Savior. No change whatsoever. You do not repent. They are not receiving the word. The seed was sown. And when three-fourths of the seed hit the ground, the ground was not said. It was not uh, uh, prepared for it. All right. Now, when I was checking on the modified seed, they said, you do not prepare the soil. And I remember this. Right now, if you would notice all of them that just sowed soybeans and probably some of them, uh, okay. They will take care of all this and they will just bush all it down. And they'll plant one of wheat, but they will not till the soil because they planters, they got little spikes, and it will go into the ground and put it. They do not prepare the soil. That's modified seed. Modified seed, you do not prepare soil. You don't repent. You receive the, the other seed. I'm telling you, I'm telling you, again, let me say this, if Capital letters, if. If we hadn't got but five or six years, it's time for us to set, to study, to show ourselves approved to God. It's time for us to repent and begin to look. Maybe something has, over all of these years, maybe something has entered that I don't know. I must check and make sure. I've come under so much conviction reading this. I want to make sure 
It's my soul. It is my soul that is so important. I must make sure. Preach it to me. It doesn't matter. Matter what you say. It doesn't matter what I got to do. I've got to be saved. I've got to produce fruit. I've got to be only the one that was harvested was the one that had fruit. The others went into the fire. Oh, good God. And so, I'm bringing this to you today. Man, I just knew that something I was missing all the time about this parable. I've read it and I've taught it over and over again. And even this book, don't even bring out what I'm bringing out. I knew God does something I'm not seeing. It's the seeds. It's the seed. It's got to be the right seed. The right seed will produce the right harvest. And the seed is a gospel. Which gospel are we receiving? Ah, hallelujah. Now, I don't want to be a point. Let's go to the third seed. Here it said, the kingdom of heaven is like. Okay, I want here. The mustard seed. Now, we've heard this over and over again, but I want to show you something. The mustard seed is the only seed that cannot be modified. <laughs> Man, when I read this, I like to shout it. Mustard seed is the only seed that cannot be modified. It may mention, it said the Kim Strand has went to all, and they have tried their best to modify it and to add other DNA from, it, it, it rejects it. Only way they can modify it, what's this? They take the mustard oil and they begin to modify it and every time they modify it, it turns out to be poisonous that you cannot even modify the oil. Oh, my Lord. Hey, kingdom of heaven is like you cannot change. <laughs> Woo! You cannot change the kingdom of heaven. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. <laughs> it's, it cannot. <laughs> Jesus said in the book, even the dotting of an eye cannot be changed. Not even the crossing of a T can even be changed. Whew. The kingdom of heaven like him. But not only this. He likened one other thing. If you have the faith as what? A grain of mustard seed. I'm liking faith. <laughs> and I thought, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> But if you have the faith as a grain of mustard seed, now what does it say? You can say unto this mountain, Be thou removed, cast the sea, and it shall obey thee. Now, I, I, I picture in my mind all this. You're sitting on, on the mountain overlooking the Sea of Galilee. And this big old mountain, of course, all it takes is just to move it. 
you, you get upset. In my mind, I thought, nah, that don't even sound reasonable. That don't even sound reasonable at all. I said, you can? He said, not only that, if you believe it, anything you say, it shall be as you say. So I said, Dude, there are three words that stuck out in all this study to me. Faith requires focus. Let me say that again. Faith requires focus. Now, I went to Hebrews, the 11th chapter, and we all know that they're the heroes of faith. There's one thing that stuck out to me. By faith, Noah, been warned of God of things not seen as yet, moved with fear. But just one word stuck out to me. He prepared an ark. Hmm. Now the Lord had the Lord had already given him all the dimensions and everything. He didn't tell him but one time. One time. It took him 100 years to build that ark. The 100 years he still remembered what God said. How did he do that? Well, I was thinking about the architect when the plans of this church was thrown. When he's sitting there putting all the dimensions and everything, nobody has told him all of us about all of these things. And then after he got it all done, he drew a picture. Now, where did he get that picture from? come out from his mind because an architect, he builds the vision and the picture of what he's building. He drew the picture after it was all done. But he saw it before he started drawing. He focused on what he saw. Huh. Now, what do he mean by preparing? Now, when the Lord said, I want you to build this ark out of gopher wood. All I can find, gopher wood or trees did not grow in the vicinity of where Noah built. It only grew over in India in one location, and I just checked a few moments ago online, it said, as far as we know, there's not but one gopher tree in the world that's living, and it's still living in one area. And they said the reason that we do not put a sign on it, because someone will cut, will cut it down with, and start selling this and make money off of it. So he had to prepare in order to build this ark of gopher wood in the preparations he had to locate where this wood's at. He had to travel to the, where the location. And he had to get the seedlings 
of this gopher wood and had to come back and plant this. History says it took him from 60 to 80 years for these trees to grow large enough to supply the lumber that he needed. <clears throat> this is the faith prepares. What did God say? I wish, now, God would not have told me to build it out of gopher wood if I couldn't get it. He would never have told me if there wasn't any available. I just had to look at where the availability was at. I had to prepare myself to, to go and to, to get this. Remember, faith is like the mustard seed. Mustard seed is the only seed, only seed in the world that cannot be that cannot be motivated, I mean, uh, modified. It doesn't change. Now, the question is always, and I had to answer this all the time, and then why does people that pray for it not heal? I don't know. But I can say this. If faith, the original faith, everything like the Bible says, you'll be healed. What do you mean? What are you, what are you thinking about? What are you focusing on? What focus do you have when you ask him? Faith requires focus. What do you see? What do you see when you're praying? Noah, what do you see? I see what God's told me. I see exactly what I have the dimensions of things, and I'm preparing what the Lord told me. Hmm. I remember years and years ago, I was at a particular church, and uh, I called a prayer line, and this lady came up, and uh, I prayed for her. She went shouting. Went to back in line, got back in line again. But she got, I said, ma'am, uh, did not go. Yes, he healed me, but I, I just happened to think I got another thing. She did this for about four times. I said, ma'am, do you not think the Lord can just heal you completely? What do you mean? He don't just heal you one little, little pain at a time. He can just completely because that she did not understand, and sometimes we don't understand. Now, again, I'm going to say this. Focus. <clears throat> I pray for people. The Lord healed them instantly. I pray for people, and they died. Prayer, prayer did not make them die. God controls all that. I don't. But <laughs> I want to keep this in mind as I as I am closing it all out. The tail of the three seeds. The original seed. 
the modified seed and the mustard seed. Brothers and sisters, I want you to listen to me. We're coming down the straight stretch. If we are in the last final days, you know we're getting close. If we are, we're getting close to the mark of the beast. You can't buy. You can't sell. If if you owe for your house and you can't make a payment on it, you have to let it go back. You can't buy no food. You have no electricity. Have no water. And all your babies will be crying. They want food. What will you do? If you take the mark, you're doomed. Paul said in 2 Thessalonians, that day will not come upon us unless there is a falling away first and the man of sin is, is revealed. So I went online and asked a question. Is there a falling away today? And so come back to the answer. Now, only 20-something percent of Christians, so-called, go to church. It has dropped from 50% in two years down to 20-something percent. Is that a great falling away? Seven churches per week is closing. Is that a falling away? Maybe our focus upon the last days, our minds is on everything else. We're not seeing what's really going on. And all of us, if, if you were just listening to what's all the junk that's going on, been taught all, all, all over the, everything, my God, everything is against God. Everything is against His Word. And now and then if you say a thing about it, hey, the key and even while I was trying to find all the jobs, my, my computer just kept, it never has happened like this before. Some things they don't want you to know what's going on. So we must prepare ourselves. Be ready. The coming of the Lord is drawing nigh. I don't know the day and I don't know the hour. But Paul said, we're the children of light. Hmm. And that day will not catch us unaware. <laughs> Ooh, hallelujah. We're not a darkness. We are light. That day will not catch us unaware. Keep your eyes up. Keep praying. Keep checking your heart. Make sure nothing enters into there that should not be there. Make sure that, that you read your Bible. One thing, it really bothered me today. I thought people is not taking going to church uh, seriously. Seriously. Mm. Hallelujah. Mm. In the past few years, <laughs> hallelujah. If they want to take off for a, 
det som they go on Sunday. They don't, to, the, to me, the house of the Lord is the most respected house in the world. And I will never forget my, my dad talked years and years ago, 50, 60, 70 years ago. He said, if you can't go to the Lord's house on the Lord's day, don't expect him to come to your house on your day. And I'm just making a statement. I'm going to blame it on my daddy. He, take, he said that. Hallelujah. <laughs> Praise God. Thank all of you for listening to me. I've done all. Hallelujah. God bless you in Jesus' name.